Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Today's guest is Casey Gonzalez from Chef Salty Pork Podcast. He is a creative podcaster, chef, multi-talented individual, and he's in a band. Welcome Casey (laughs) to the show. How are you doing today? I am. I am really good. Thank you. Did you really have to say in a band? Yes, I am. I'm in a band. Yes, you are in a band. Come on, you're you like you're a chef, you podcast, yes. and you're in mm-hmm. a band. Like, hello. Yeah, it's quite a bit. I try to do a lot, and I think that's a lot. <laughs> what is your sign? What's my sign? Um, the the prince sign. <laughs> <laughs> Your astrology uh, sign. I have no idea. I, I was born October. Can you tell me? I have no clue. October what? Six. October six. Let's check this out. I'm actually searching up for it right now. You're Libra. Libra. Yes. Yeah, Libra. Oh snap! I just guessed that. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, you're a Libra. Mm-hmm. It's also low key uh, year to pig this year in the Chinese New Year, so it is definitely my year. Oh, is it? So this is why you got so many projects that are like slowly skyrocketing because you're getting all of this. That's probably it. Yeah, like, come on. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) The pig, I I call it Chef chef Salty Pork because I I like pork. I love pork. I like everything about pork. I want to, when I'm in a restaurant, I try to use everything about it. And I'm obsessed with the flavor of pork. So hence the name Chef Salty Pork. Ah, that's, let's see, that's creative right there. I never mm-hmm. would have thought. I was just like, I don't know why. Yeah. Salty pork. I'm still trying to like. Yeah, I'm most people are just like, that. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. but no, that makes Filipino. Sense. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, how's the weather like? Where are, you, where are you from again? Tell our listeners where you're from. So. We are, we currently reside in New Jersey in Hackensack, and right now it is 65 and sunny outside. It is pretty gorgeous. Oh, it's sunny, so it's not cold. No one's wearing sweaters. Like you know, everyone's no, got their shorts not. on. Not yet. I saw like I saw. Did you guys get like snow again or something like that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy. Everyone's asking like. So at work, we have uh, people who just came to Canada, like. Mm-hmm. between the four to eight month mark so they're experiencing oh, wow. all the seasons like first time firsthand or if they're coming from another province and it's crazy like one of them asked me uh two days ago so when does spring start and i started laughing <laughs> and he just like they just look at me like well, why? What's wrong? Like, I just asked you when spring's time. I'm like, no, no, no. It's because you don't know. Canada? Oh, boy. Especially in Ontario and Toronto, where I'm from. You're going to experience all four seasons in, like, four days. And spring? I hate <laughs> the breaker bubble, but it does not exist. Like... It really I'm, doesn't? Does it, it skip re- it? It does. It does. <laughs> I remember <laughs> back in the day, you were able to wear shorts at this time of year and... I don't know what the conversion is between Celsius and Fahrenheit. Um, it would be like 15. You guys do Celsius, right? Yes, we do. So I don't know what 15 degrees is for you guys, but. Um, uh, well, 15 would be just about 52. Okay. So normally would be in like shorts and a tank top ready to go, but mm. or it's like, actually, let me check what it is now and uh, we can compare as my app is loading but yeah i just told him no you don't really um you don't get much spring you're gonna get summer see it's eight degrees and apparently it feels like five wow okay and we got snow so it's like 30s we, there right now is that what it is sorry it's in its 30s right now you guys are like 30 degrees fahrenheit pretty um much? Uh, let's see if that's I- about what it converts to yeah 
Let's see. 46. Feels like it's 46. Feels like 41. Gross. <laughs> yes. Gross. Everyone's <laughs> like, when's summer coming? Uh, summer literally hits between like June, July. And then wow. we're blessed with um, fall in mid-September. <laughs> then we get winter, <laughs> uh, November. So that's, that's life in Toronto for those who are wondering. Yeah. Well, you guys are so far up though. That's why. I feel like we're not on the map. I feel like we're so close. Really? Neighbors. But then when you <laughs> kind of see it that way, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but then Chicago got snow. I think I heard they got really bad, like four feet of snow. Um, last week, no, I don't know if you heard. Yeah, that. they did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so it's just a weird weather all throughout. I think last last week we hit thirties again, so it's it's not that weird. It's the same thing. Yeah. When does your spring start? Our spring starts now, so it it, it typically will be around fifties for the next two weeks or so, and then full blown sixty five, seventies, etc., and then into summer. So it's it's pretty how do you say it? It's pretty standard over here. Okay, so you're not getting like snow in mid-May, or you're getting a cold mm. breeze mid-May. You're just literally New Jersey's getting the proper timeline of seasons. Yeah, the proper timeline. Maybe we'll get like rain if that. You know, it's a little cooler, but now it's it it stays pretty predictable. And since you're from Jersey, I wanted to ask this. <laughs> Okay. Were you part of the Jersey Shore filming? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was not. I was not. <laughs> it's okay. I, I appreciate it. Um, I think that came out. When did that come out? Ten years ago? What? Twelve uh, years ago? Now? Maybe. Yeah, probably twelve years. It's ago. been a while. Yeah, a long time. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. So they came out twelve years ago. I remember watching the series on MTV. I, I never really got into it, nor do I care for those people, but. It was a big thing. It was a huge yeah, thing here in Jersey. And here too, it like exploded. All of a sudden everyone wanted to be one of the characters. And then Halloween for like really after was everyone's either one of the characters. Somebody wanted to be Snooky, wanted someone wanted to be Jaywa, the other one wanted to be the situation and the couple, mm. whatever her name was. Yes, I did watch a little bit because even though I lost quite a bit of brain cells watching it, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's just like it's so stupid that you had to like just you know, watch it, I guess. But I get you. You know, it was like Napoleon Dynamite. Remember that movie? Well, my opinion. Oh my goodness. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yes. My opinion. I had that, that shirt. Movie. Oh, you did? Vote for Pedro? Yeah. Everybody uh-huh. had that shirt. I had that shirt. I rocked that shirt for quite a few times and then I think I lost it or it might have gone thrown away, but it was a great movie. I dig that. Yeah. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, what is. <laughs> do you remember the uncle what's the uncle's name the one that talks like he's all slow and stuff um oh my god you know what i'm talking about Great glasses he's all weird yeah i'm actually going to um <laughs> search oh, it up remember. right now <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot remember <laughs> okay i'm gonna use siri right on this podcast ready okay okay i'm ready napoleon dynamite uncle <laughs> i found this on the web mm, okay it, it took me to napoleon like napoleon ah <laughs> uh, that's all right we'll figure it out later it'll, it'll come in her brain it will it will for sure um so for those who are listening this is casey gonzalez and we met virtually over mm-hmm. our anchor community on Facebook. And um, you got to hit up his podcast and I want you to plug it in right now. What's your podcast? Uh, my podcast is called Chef Salty Pork. And it's about the restaurant business, at least the restaurant that I'm in right now and how I go through the paces. Uh, and, I, and I do every day. Like I, I, li- I literally post a new episode every day, but on Thursdays more specifically, I call it the chef's meal where I actually interview different people uh, from everywhere and kind of get their perspective also. And if they can talk about food, it's a win-win. There you go. He said it. You can talk about food. Everyone loves food. Everyone loves food. It all revolves around food. Yeah. Your emotions, your feelings, like just everything. Everything. 
Yeah. You could be have you can have a sour night and then you had some good sweets and you're like, ah, oh, it's okay. It's gonna, exactly. I'm gonna make it today. You're you're exactly right. Or you saw a sad movie and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna have a spring roll because I love spring rolls. I'm gonna have a spring roll. (laughs) And that's the first thing you go for is a spring roll. That if I have it, then yes. If not, then it's like, "Mm, do I go on Uber Eats, unfortunately, and try to order something, or (laughs) why do? Because now we have the opportunity of like ordering anything and everything. It's so good. Yeah. Why didn't this come out ten years ago? I know, right? (laughs) So annoying. This would have been awesome when I was in my 20s. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially those, like, college parties. Oh. Right? Let me have some, like, like hey, hold steak. Go get some Taco Bell, like, right now. I'm going <laughs> to order it out for everybody. I got it. <laughs> everybody gets Taco Bell. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. So I, I am a, I'm born and raised in the Philippines, moved here. Uh, at a fairly young age, around I think I was twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and I first moved uh, here in uh, actually in Queens, New York. So that's where my mother was, and um, out my brother and I came over. I was twelve; he was seven, and it's a weird it's a weird transition uh, transition because in the Philippines we don't have um, we don't have snow or we don't have any of that fall weather. It's just two weathers: it's either sunny or rain. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then the occasional typhoon. So th- mm-hmm. those are the three that kind of happens over and over. And then since we are so, we're pretty much zero equator. So whenever you see sunsets or um, like the moon, it, it looks so huge because you're, you're literally at the tip of uh, the earth. So it just, it just feels different uh, coming here to the States because it's not the same thing. You can't see stars when you look up in the sky. It's, it's a different atmosphere altogether. And when we first came over, it was December, oh my God, December 16th, 97, when we first landed. Mm -hmm. And if you can picture it, my brother and I are in tank top and shorts because we have no clothing for here. Yeah. So I still remember my mother coming out with puffy jackets straight up off of LaGuardia Airport, just like (laughs) wrapping us up. She was like, it's okay. And, And here's the kicker. I still remember what I said when I got out of the plane. I said to my mother, Ma. Is the AC on? Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's cold. It, yeah. It was, I think it was, it was just, there's like white stuff on the floor. I have no idea what's going oh, on. Oh, man. And it must have been like 20 degrees or something. And, you know, my mother brought us the puffy jackets. And then my vivid memory of our first apartment in Queens was uh, my mother served us some food. And I, and I appreciate her for this because she tried to give us the same kind of food that we had in Philippines. Yeah. But it's a different, how do you say it? So in the Philippines, the, the fish the fish market is really cheap yeah. because we're surrounded by water. Exactly. So we can fish and it's a lot cheaper, right? Beef and pork are what we call um, like the king's food because you have to pay a premium for them uh, because, you know, fish, for comparison, fish would be like a dollar to the pork and the beef would be like five or six bucks. Yeah. Here in the States, it's switched. It's the other way around. Mm-hmm. So beef and pork would literally be like $2 or something. And fish would be like 8 or $9. And I'm like, Ma, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't understand. She's like, yeah, it's a little different here. Uh, we, have more, we have more animals on land that we can get. Uh, and the fish isn't as prevalent, uh, thus the prices being so high. And I, I could still remember the meal that we ate. And it was it was literally just like four fish, some rice, some pico, and it, it was it was a good it was a good introduction into you know how we call the United States. Oh wow, that's crazy! Yeah, that was a long time ago. And then fast forward till now, and now I'm in New Jersey, not not New York anymore. Um, I work in a restaurant, and I do the band thing. I do the podcast thing. I do the YouTube thing because I feel like I wasn't able to do all this when I was younger, you know? Of course. So now, now I'm able to, now I'm, um, now I'm really capitalizing on all the, on all the stuff that I can. Well, that's good for you because like, honestly, if, if we're able to allow ourselves to show our craft through YouTube and through our podcast, then 
you know, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's that's the whole exact thing. Why? Why not? I yeah. can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, and we don't really pay much to put ourselves on YouTube. We don't pay much um, to put ourselves out there. But hey, it's that starting point for you to become something and to show other people that maybe if you do recipes, like I know I noticed you do recipes on your podcast, right? Ooh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so see, I, exactly. I have another segment. Uh, I post. I don't want to. I don't want to make it too complicated. I have a lot of complicated dishes at a restaurant, and for you to execute it at home, it's a little different. So I actually did a, a podcast with Dan, uh, the culinary libertarian, and we were talk. We were kind of talking about it. Um, he's a podcaster also that focuses on the food, mm-hmm. and when he was trying to explain it, it kind of made sense to me. Um, he's like the atmosphere in the kitchen professionally is leagues and leagues differently from what you do at home because there's there's the heat there's the the tools everything is ready everything is prepped you, i can create in seconds yes at the restaurant because everything is right there at the house i have to think of it i have to process it i have to buy it and then i get to prep it and then once i'm ready and then i get to cook it etc 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 when in the restaurant i can i can do this in minutes because yeah, i have right. everything right yeah so to, to be a cook in the house is completely different to be a cook in the restaurant. And so I don't want to, when I do the recipes, I don't want to complicate it. So I want to do just the simple recipes that you can execute fairly quickly uh, in a budget. And, and hopefully it will be the same quality that we do at the restaurant also. Well, that's good because like, I'll tell you from my experience, like just cooking for myself because I'm on a specific <laughs> diet. Um, I feel like you see all these recipes in the book and you're just like, oh my God, it looks so amazing. Like I can kill it. Mm. It's only like five or six recipes. But then when you do it, you're just like, what the hell? Like it doesn't look <laughs> like the picture. But no, you're absolutely right. You do have a point. Like everything at the at the restaurant, everything's all prepped. Like you have people cutting every single ingredient to make your lives is easy and then at home it's like oh i gotta peel this carrot okay Mm -hmm. i gotta cut them like this and it takes up a lot more time and i'm not a person who really likes to cook to be honest i just have to because i have to but Mm -hmm. no that's that's great that you're doing easy simple meals and i think that's what we all need yeah mise en place is the is the word that we say all the time and you probably hear it on tv too Mm -hmm. mise en place is is a french term meaning everything in its place and it's um, it's congruent in what we do in a restaurant because mise en place means to be ready at all times, to fail at all times, and to make sure that you can still succeed even though you're getting killed <laughs> in a nice way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I I, I want to explain to you how it happens, like the rush in a restaurant. But unless you're in that specific pressure, I don't think I can kind of relate to it. But uh, a buddy of mine, Marcus, I, I, I asked him, how does a, a kid feel like? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how, how, how does it feel to be a parent? He goes, uh, and he mentioned a comedian, I forget uh, the name, something Gaffigan. He was like, imagine drowning and then somebody hands you a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh the pressure. Oh, my God. It's the same thing in a restaurant. When we get from... When, from like 7 to 9 p.m., it's our prime time at night on a Saturday. We go from two tickets to literally 45 tickets. Holy crap. And if you're not used to that, you're like, oh, my God, I have to call for this. I have to call for that. I got to make sure everything is ready. And you're orchestrating this big mess, I call it, to, to compose a plate that's perfect so you can send it to the guest in about 10 minutes or so. And it keeps at it for two hours. You just keep pounding. More tickets come, keep going. There's heat. There's people yelling. If you're not used oh. to that, oh, my God. I don't know what to tell you. So can I say, watching Chef Ramsay and how he puts people on that stress test of pumping mm-hmm. meals or, like, doing these things, is it similar? Is that what I'm watching is what's happening in most restaurants? Like, you're getting that pressure, like, no, you got to do it this way. And I need this mm-hmm. for table 18. They didn't like their fries. You got to recook them again. And it's just, is it, is it that chaotic? Like what we see? Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't do the chef Ramsey where he's berating. <laughs> I, it's, it's different. 
Yeah. Right? Because if you put if you put yourself in his shoes, his dishes cost literally hundreds. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's hundreds. Just that piece of steak is probably like $120, $130 gross. Oh, God. And then if somebody were to fuck it up, it, you know, I'd lose my crap too. Yeah. In my restaurant, we're not serving the prime stuff, but our fish is top notch also. So we have a little bit more leeway on the fish, but on meats, once you mess that up, ooh, it's no good. It is yeah. no good. Then you have to fire it again. Then you got to wait. And then you got to go to the table. And it's a whole thing. And then they get mad. And then we try to correct it. And then we try to buy their app, their entree, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I noticed, like, I've been to some restaurants and, like, in, it doesn't matter what restaurant it is. I feel like it's how you approach the situation. Because me, if I was served something that I didn't like, what I appreciate, it doesn't matter if them saying this is on the house, this is on the house. I'd rather mm. them just be like, you know what? I Like, we really apologize. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry this has happened. And um, we'll make it up to you. The fact that they're offering, I think for me, that's what I need. I know some people are always like, no, but this cannot be. This is impossible. Like, how do you run this place? And it's sometimes you got to, you forget. Like, you don't know what's happening behind those doors. You kind of just yeah. need to you know, put yourselves in their shoes for a little bit for a moment. It's like, how would you like it if, you know, your husband or wife comes home and said, oh my God, the steak was disgusting. Like, how could you do that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's kind of on the same level, I believe. And I feel like some people just need to kind of tone it down and just, I get if it was something (laughs) like unusual happened, but I think it's all about customer service too and how you deal with certain people when that happens. Yeah, so it's it's two houses in the restaurant, and yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you're aware. It's called back of the house and front of the house. Mm. So I, I primarily do the back of the house, and at least for this location, uh, I've been a chef for the exact chef for about four years now. Oh wow! Uh, line cook for about eighteen because you're always forever line cook, no matter what you're doing. That's what you always do, and to to send a plate like that, and people kind of complain. We try to assess it. And then I send it to my front of the house, the manager, and hopefully they can, you know, appease them. And maybe if we can just buy them a little more time, I can serve that food. I know to to what they they prefer, and hopefully that will that will give them to come back. And that's the main goal. It's it's for them to come back. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what that meal is that time right there. It matters is when they come back again and again, and that's that's how you win the people. Yeah, no, it's true. You're right. I'll tell you one experience. Um, my husband and I went to a restaurant for our anniversary, and um, it's a pretty big deal here. This restaurant, and it's like a franchise okay. chain, but it's like one of those higher ends where you're paying like a, a prime rib steak for like uh, how much are you paying? Like thirty seven bucks. <laughs> but, well, our food's more expensive. Um, sorry, thirty seven. That's it. Uh, well, yeah, that's where I didn't want to go any fancier than that, but oh, I gotcha. yeah, well, it's, it, they say it's middle, but really, I don't think it's middle. <laughs> I'm pretty, <cheap laughs> but it depends on food, right? Sometimes you got to spend a little depends bit. on food. Yeah. It depends on food and depends where you go, but we figure, you know what, let's just go. And, um, so my husband orders, I think he wanted a prime rib with mashed potatoes and, um, I don't remember what else it was. And then the the poor uh, waiter was like, um, sorry, sir. We ran out of pine rib. Oh, we don't have mashed potatoes. (laughs) Oh, we don't have, um, I think he, Oh, a specific beer he wanted. No, sorry. We don't have that either. (laughs) I'm just like, this is like the worst night ever. Cause I know my husband's very like when he wants to go out and eat and he, he eats well and he knows how to eat well. I'm just like, Hey, cool. Mm. You know, you, you enjoy it. But when he goes to a restaurant and you're telling me like all three things you guys ran out and this was like eight o'clock, seven o'clock. So I'm just like, I don't get yeah. it. How could you run a prime rib? <laughs> it happens. I kid you not. It, yeah, it, it's like a more common thing than anything. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's trying to, you know, like I'm thinking, okay, you know what? It's a busy Saturday. This place was connected into a mall and they're open later and earlier Maybe they just, you know, they. Try. It's just, it was very disappointing to see him. Like, you don't have any more prime rib, no more mashed potatoes. 
are you serious? And you don't have the beer that I want? <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. well, at least they had my ribs. Ribs <laughs> <laughs> are my favorite. Hands down, they're like yeah? my okay. favorite. Have you ever had um, Kansas City ribs? Um, no. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, if you ever do go, um, not, not in Kansas City, but if you go to like Tennessee or Texas, I think you'll enjoy the most spectacular ribs you'll ever partake in your life. And I'm writing this down. Kansas City, Texas. <laughs> Best ribs ever. Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Ever per Tennessee as per KC. I'm going to put your initials there because if I go to okay, Tennessee, got you got to link me up with a good spot and then I will I try do. it. I have notes. I have notes. I will send it over to you. Perfect. And uh, that's that's my quest to eat or at least experience. I, I call it uh, some of the best foods around in in my lifetime. So then what you need to do, I'll give you an idea. Okay. I don't charge for ideas, but if it does, <laughs> if it does happen to be where you like explode with this idea and it becomes great, mm -hmm. then we have to reconsider this and kind of be like, hey, okay, we got to negotiate to get that ten percent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you do like um, what's his name again? Oh my God, Guy Fieri! You got to eat Fieri. here. No, that's the Canadian guy. What, what does he say? Dines, uh, dine. Dines drives and dives. Yeah, that's it. You got to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, funny you mentioned that. Uh, my wife and I are actually taking a vacay in a couple months, and we're taking the car from here, Jersey, and all the way out to the West Coast. That's so we awesome. are we are going to do it. Yeah. That's awesome! Yay! Yeah, yeah. And we're, that's why I said I'm going to make notes, and I will let you know if they're great. And then if you ever should visit the states, be like, hey, you should check this place out. Blah blah blah. Order this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, so far I've only visited Miami because I have family there and Buffalo, New York because it's fairly close to us, but that's it. <laughs> when you visited Miami, have you ever had a Cubano? Yes, I have. Who hasn't? Oh, that's have you gone to Cuba? I have not gone to Cuba, no. You as a chef, I think it would like, oh my gosh, you would go crazy because... I know. I would also like to go to Peru. There's so oh. many places. Yeah, and then there's um, Dominican, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I've been to those, and um, I honestly, <laughs> food, it's good. It's just you got to find a good uh -huh. that will provide you the good food. Word, I'm so down. So yeah. down. You gotta, yeah, and I, well, I went to the Rio because the real chain has been known for good food, but there's obviously better ones than that, but you're obviously, it comes with a price. Um, mm -hmm. But the Rio has not disappointed me with food and it's just amazing. And some of these people, because when I went to Cuba and Dominican and you tend to speak, because I speak Spanish, you tend to speak to almost everyone. Mm -hmm depending how you feel about them. But most of them would be like, yeah, I actually got my training to um, make pasta in like Italy. They sent mm -hmm. us onto a course over there for two days and then we learned and then we come back and then we, we go, like, it's, it's unbelievable the training that they get just to work at a resort, right? And it's Oh, no, absolutely. Nice to go to Italy and learn how to make pasta the way it's supposed to. Yeah, that's how it is in most restaurants though. Like they're, when I, whenever I look at a, a, a cook's resume, I at least want to see all the restaurants they, they worked in and then call and reference and as, actually ask what they did. Yeah. Like, did, did this person do X, Y, Z? And it's, it's a specific set of questions so I can determine their actual skills. So when I get them in the restaurant and if I ask for those specific uh, like cuts or uh, those specific procedures, this person will know how to do that. Because yeah. if they don't, I mean, it's not a big deal, but it would help if they did. That way, I don't, I don't necessarily have to spend my time so much coaching them. Because you know we're busy as it is already. I don't want people up to speed. But and here's the big but: mm -hmm. if they can show me that they really want to learn and they really want to put the time and effort to, I will absolutely stop everything that I will do and teach them the proper way. And that's important because not too many people 
want to do that nowadays. They just want to go from A to Z in like a day. They don't care about B, C, D, E, F, G, etc. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to learn the middle points. You can't just go from one end to the other. Yeah. And um, I will always I will always I will always stop what I'm doing if people really want to to learn how to cook. And that's that's the part of being a good leader and how because I find I like I don't know if I told you it was in retail management and it's when you have a group of people if you don't develop them you don't become mm-hmm. successful. Like it doesn't Correct. matter if they don't want to be that the next manager um, in the next five years. But if you teach them skills to help them improve outside of the work and then you seem interested in them and their success, then you're still building a team that's going to respect you. And then that's how you become a, a great leader because they always look at, wow, this team's like literally sailing away in a, like mm-hmm. in, in great success it's because of that leader right yeah that's how that's how i would like to oper- operate my uh, my facility and i try to yeah as much as possible i always want to teach i always want to make sure people are learning but i have a couple of uh i call them vets because they've they've been at it longer than i have like 30 40 years cooking mm-hmm. and there's only so little that they know anymore um but it's still refreshing for them to see uh, at least my cuisine, I teach primarily, so we're in a fish restaurant and most of the dishes, at least it's catered towards Italian dishes mm-hmm. and Americana dishes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of mashed potatoes and a lot of pasta, a lot of sauces, etc. Yeah. I myself, I, I particularly cook uh, mostly Asian cuisine, but I know the skills of the other ones. So I kind of go about it. But every once in a while, if I do my special it will literally be Asian cuisine and it's a different procedure altogether. So people are not used to that. At least my cooks, they're, they're not accustomed to the Asian uh, ways, let's call yeah. it. And they kind of stop and just look and process it because it's a different method altogether. Yeah. I know you said Americana. What does it actually mean? Because when I look at resorts and you're going to travel, it says um, international buffet. American Italian. cuisine? Yeah, like Americana is like, it's just your typical steaks and like, what is it? Uh, so it's primarily BBQ. So America has oh. its own cuisine. Yeah, so barbecue is its own thing. So yeah. like a, a specific type of burger, like a cheeseburger, that's Americana. Ribs, that's Americana. Uh, we're doing like braised pork, that's Americana. So anything of that nature, uh, that's considered Americana. Anything else that differs from it will be the other cuisines. So it's kind of like a familiar, it's like, your, it's like your old worn t-shirt. Like, you know it, it's great. That's what Americana yeah. is. Okay, got it. Thank you for that. I know you're I, learning so much. I know, it's okay. I know, I'm I like soaking you. it all you. in. Pretty soon I'm going to be a chef. No, I'm kidding, I can't, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can. I can, it just but, takes a while. but it's also passion too. If you don't have yeah, the passion, passion, then you you feel like, uh, I, like I know when my mom's like, oh, when are you gonna start cooking? When you start cooking, because you know, and typically it's weird how I grew up with the Spanish culture is obviously different from what you normally get. Like typically, it's mm-hmm. like you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're you're learning how to cater to the household and to your family and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you learn how to dance when you're three years old, and you're not shy, and you're like, you know, telling people who you are when you're like three and four, and they become like chatterboxes, right? But me, I was like total opposite. And, you know, when I was a teenager, my mom's like, so when you start cooking, I'm like, ah, never. And then again, when you start ah, <laughs> never. never, it's just, you keep going. She's like, okay. And then obviously, you know, in a relationship with my husband at the time when we were dating, it was like, oh, so when are you going to learn how to cook now that you're dating someone serious? I love, <laughs> apparently he cooks, mom. I don't have to do There anything. you go. You don't have to do anything. Exactly. You don't, you don't necessarily need to learn. It's okay to learn one or two things so you can feed yourself just in case. Yes. But it is totally okay if your other partner knows how to cook. That is fine. At the beginning, he was great. Like, you see these meals coming out, and I'm just like, wow, why, why doesn't this guy do <laughs> as a career? Like, what? Like, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. proud of him because his mom has taught him a lot. And then... Yeah. When we, you know, we're engaged and then we get married and I think some <laughs> people can relate with their spouses all of a sudden. 
So, when was the last time you cooked for me? <laughs> <laughs> you have to make it a habit. Yes, and it's, that's- a, it's, it's a definite habit. Yeah, my yeah. wife and I have uh, we have like a weekly kind of meal together. Now, granted, we don't get to cook as much anymore because I'm busy. She's busy. Yeah. But if we if, like today, we're off. But tomorrow, it's our definite day off, and we're doing plans and stuff. And we have a date night, and then we might even grab something to eat, or like maybe we'll make it. I don't know. It just depends. No, for sure. I want to ask you, what made you decide to become a chef? Okay. So th- I, I tell this with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. My grandmother back then in the Philippines, I still remember her. Um, she dragged me to the kitchen. I, 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 can, I can remember like there was this day. She dragged me into the kitchen. I, I must have been like, I don't know, four or five or whatever. I couldn't even reach the um the table she goes stir this pot i'm like what she's like here take a spoon stir it and i'm stirring a pot of rice literally just stirring she's like not so fast just stir it and she would watch me and then all of a sudden the next day i'm there again and then i'm doing eggs and then the next day i'm doing pasta and then the next day it just became such a habit at between 3 and 4 p.m. that would help my grandmother in the kitchen to do to do the, the cooking. And I loved it so much that I just, not really obsess, uh, like obsessed about it, but I wanted to learn more dishes. So at one point, I did breakfast all myself. I did the eggs. I did the rice. Like um, We call it fried rice. There's a Filipino fried rice, and it's, it's specifically um, leftover food plus uh, hot dogs plus uh, leftover rice, and then you mix it all together with eggs, and then you put ketchup on top of it. That's Filipino fried rice. Mm. I made that the first time, and my grandmother was like, wow, good job. I was like, thanks. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. And from then on, that's it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be, I would like to cook. Wow. So like yeah. never in between that, this, like that time. Um, till you became a chef like was there any doubts was there anything like well no you just pushing head on pushing i just kept pushing i was like i really want to do this i'm gonna do it i went to the restaurant i was like i want to apply i want to become a cook like we don't have positions okay what do you have they're like dishwasher i was like okay i'll take it yeah and then from dish every time i'm done with the dish pit i'd hang out where the cooks are i'm like hey teach me how to do this teach me how to do that I put myself in a position so I can learn the stuff. So just in case one of those people have called out and it happened. Mm-hmm. And from then on, they're like, oh my God, this kid really wanted to learn. And wow. then into the next restaurant, same thing. And then the next restaurant. And then eventually, right now, where I'm at. Wow. That's that's amazing. And for someone to have that you know, still instill in their head, like, I'm going to become a chef, I'm going to become a chef. That's really good. Because where like, for me, oh, let me tell you, police officer, <laughs> interior design, architecture, freaking IT, um, working at the New York Stock Exchange, it's like, it just went professional athlete, like, you know, it's I went all over the place in my mind. <laughs> gotcha. But, but, I, I mean, it's to each their own, you know, if, yeah. if it's stuck, it's stuck. If it didn't, that's okay. Yeah, no. And where I just had you, this one focus. You know, like go I ahead. really wanted to be a cook. Yeah, no, but that's good. That's really good. And where yeah. did you go for culinary school? I actually didn't. Oh, you did it? I didn't, what? That's I did amazing. Not, I did not. I was like, I went to college. I did the two years, and I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm not. I'm not learning anything to cook. I wanted to cook, so I took off college i went into i went back home and then i applied for a couple of restaurants and then there you go wow yeah. that's amazing that's it you don't need culinary school like you really don't yeah a lot of people think you do but even in culinary school and i'm gonna send you a link a little later um there's a clip with anthony bourdain he was like there should be a prerequisite when you're in class and they tell you do you really want to do this you're not going to make a lot you're probably going to be like you're probably going to make like $10 an hour. You're going to work stupid hours. You're going to work every time. You're going to work 15 hours a day. You're never going to be in the food network. You're never going to be on TV. Um, you're not going to see your family. You're always going to be in the kitchen. And if that's still the life for you, God bless you. Welcome to the culinary. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what we do. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm blown away. It's a lot. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's good. Like, look, look at you now, right? Well, you know, trying, trying. You can always be a better version of yourself. That's how I, that's how I picture it. Yeah. And how do you keep practicing? Is there like, I don't know, what was, how do you keep up with like recipes and how do you create them? Like it's, it's so fascinating to, for me to know this because it's. Oh, okay. You, so, um, let's come see. Out, you're you're like, oh my God. <laughs> kind of. You say you're a graphic designer, right? Uh, no. <laughs> or kind of, do you, do you do any kind of like drawing or. I am I am in construction. I'm a construction and uh, site administrator, a fancy word okay. for receptionist, but um That's okay. But even even if a receptionist, don't you picture things to be like if you're at your desk, don't you like at, at least at one point you're like, I think this could be better if I did it this way. Or I think this could be better if it was placed on this side. Or I think this stock of paper is a little better for this one. Or this pen writes a little better than et cetera. X, Y, Z, right? It's the yeah. same thing in the kitchen, but picture those as ingredients. So mm -hmm. once you get the feel of it and the use of it, you're like, I think this will go better with that one. I think I can cook this a little less, et cetera, with that one. I think I can put a little bit of more oil in this one, a little less pepper, et cetera. Or I think this will go great with pasta. And then yeah. I, I won't put a little sauce on it. And there's a little bit of herbs. It's the same exact thing. It's just a different, it's just a different verbiage. I'm working with food. You're, you're working with uh, communications and paper. It's the same thing. Yeah, okay. So as soon as you get used to it, you're like, yeah, I got this. No, for sure. And have you worked with every single ingredient so far? I know there's so much I out have, there. I mean, I have not. There's, there's so much. I would like to at least bring in a truffle. I really want to experience a truffle, like a proper, a proper like $3,000 little nugget of truffle. Like I just want to smell it. I want yeah. to look at it. I want to ponder and make silly noises towards it because I don't know why it costs that much. But <laughs> at least at one of these points, I want to I want to experience a truffle. I have not just yet. Oh, and with spices, like, are you the spicy type, like the mild? Are I you am the no spicy. I am the spicy type. Yes, I love spicy. Love it. Love, love, it. love it. Love it. Love it. Oh my gosh! See, I can't even handle spice. I love it. I can. Oh, I can. You know, there's um there's a show on YouTube uh, called uh, I think oh, Frick. Something we feast. They eat like spicy chicken wings mm. and junk. I'm gonna link it to you. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. But they go from like so the way you monitor heat, it's called Scoville units. Okay. So for, if you're we're talking like a jalapeno, it has like maybe four thousand Scoville. I mean it's pretty hot, kinda if you're if you're not used to heat. Yeah. Their highest song goes to like a million what like a million scoville yeah 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 so it, it's oh. really after like fifty thousand, it's just pure heat it's not even flavor anymore it's just it's just pain mm. so just got this show kind of <laughs> this show kind of you know they, they every time we feast that's the that's the name of it uh they feature like celebrities eating the chicken wings asking questions and they get all flustered and heated because of the wings etc it's kind of it's kind of fascinating i dig it I, or rather, I should say, I like watching people in pain. <laughs> oh my god! Do you know? <laughs> uh, I think uh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not sure. <laughs> so you're the spicy type. My goodness. I am. Um, what is your favorite dish that you can create? Like, what is that okay. go-to dish? So, I'm going to send you, I, I'm just, I feel like I'm just going to keep sending you links because there's a lot of Might stuff. Might as well write me a book. <laughs> I'm going to write you a book. That's what's going to happen. Uh, my favorite, my favorite dish of all time since I'm Asian is noodles. So anything ramen based, mm. I dig. I love it. So I have a t-shirt I actually made. I'm going to send one to you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after this, we'll, we'll exchange stuff and I'll actually send you one. And I, I love ramen so much, but not any kind of ramen, the Japanese ramen. And there is this show on Netflix I want you to watch, and I think it will it will open your brain a little bit. Okay. Um, 
Hero Dreams of Sushi. So Hero is spelled H-I-R-O. It's not really ramen based, but that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how Japanese culture is. Yeah. So imagine him doing that exact same thing to noodles and how that would come out just the way this man um, goes about his day making sushi. It's, it's a crazy documentary. Highly recommend it. And I think it will, it will blow your brain once you kind of see the, the amount of effort that these Asian people, and I keep saying the word Asian because nowhere else will put this much effort into making sushi or into yeah. one thing. Well, for this sure. guy's been doing it for 70 years, 70 years of his life. He's doing this one thing and he feels as if he still hasn't gotten it. Like he still wants to become better. And that's the dedication it takes to make um, something that's high class like that. Oh, wow. No. So ramen noodles is your go-to. So ramen, ramen noodles is my go-to. If you're here in the New Jersey area, there's one ramen, not only a ramen shop, but it's a supermarket, Mitsua in Edgewater, New Jersey. At the back of the supermarket, there's a little ramen house called Santoka. And the number 33 spicy ramen is to freaking die for. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is out of this world. I, I remember when my wife took me there the first time. She's like, you, you love ramen so much. How come you've never been to here? I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard of this. She's like, all right, let's order this ramen. And then I remember tasting it and it blew my brain because I could not. I could not think of the ingredients that went into it. I have no idea. And as a chef, that pisses me off because I should know and should discern how to do this dish, but I could not because there's different flavors and stuff that I'm not accustomed to and it was coming through me and I'm just like, oh, this is so annoying. To this day, I still don't know. I just go there for funsies now. I'm just like, yep, I'm never going (laughs) to decipher this, but it's so good. Yeah, I've never tried ramen yet. My brother- I know my brother's more like he tries anything and everything and he can have spicy food, but I can't. And he's <laughs> he opens up his, uh, what can I say it? Opens up his book, I guess. And then he can just go to any restaurant and try it out. Um, yeah. I haven't tried it. I'm just trying to look for a good spot and I'm waiting for him to tell me what's a good spot. And I'm waiting for him to treat me out because hi, I'm your sister. I think you can pay for my dinner and we can have ramen. <laughs> There you go. You should just drag them. But like, bro, you buy me dinner. Let's go. I want ramen today. <laughs> I probably will do that this weekend, but I don't know if we'll have yeah, ramen. It all like... depends how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite comfort food? Oh, there's a lot. It's just, it's just so much. But uh, just essentially, if it, go, if it just boils down to one, um, ice cream. Oh, yeah, I love ice cream. You can ask my wife and she's like, yep, ice cream. Ice cream is my crutch. <laughs> I cannot have ice cream in a building because it will go away really quickly. Oh, damn. So like that. Yeah. So it's like sparing. All the way up from the second floor. It's like gone. Yeah. Like, 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 um, like a teenage girl just had a breakup and she needs to earn, like eat a, a crap ton of ice cream. Oh, damn. That's how I feel about ice cream when I just look at it. <laughs> But you're looking at ice cream like it's not a breakup. It's like this relationship and it's. I'm looking at ice cream like it's my soul and (laughs) I need to ingest it. And then we'll make out later kind of. That's like the feel that I'm getting, you know, on the ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite flavor? Okay. So check this out. If you, I think you should have, you guys should have it over there too. Ube flavored. U-B-E. So I'm going to type it to you right now. Uh-huh. U-B-E. Ube, that's how it's pronounced. And it's purple yam. And it's it's um it's indigenous to the Philippines pretty much. This okay. grows there everywhere. Like a natural purple potato. It's a purple potato. Uh-huh. But it's a it's a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. And they use it for everything. They use it for breads, for for sweets, for ice cream. So ube ice cream is the best damn thing you can ever taste. Ever, ever, ever. Oh, I see, I see, I see a place in Toronto. There you go. Oh, yeah. You know, um, play right now. It's highly rated. No matter where it is, it's going to be good. Wow, this place has like 2,000 
reviews and 4.6 stars. It's called Bang Bang Ice Cream Bakery. Bang Bang. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. It's close to my work, actually. Hmm. There you go. I got to save this and check it out. Yeah. (laughs) 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 They'll always say yes, like everyone else does when you say, oh, someone referred me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No way. I got to try that out. Purple Yam. Purple Yam. Purple Yam. Ube flavored ice cream. Uh, I can just think about it right now. Is it just that flavor? Yeah, just that flavor. Like there, there's no, there's another flavor that um, kind of tops it for me, but it just depends on my swing. So another flavor, Azuki beans, which is the red bean yes. ice cream from Japan. Um, it's typically you'll get down like mochi flavored, but they sell it just by itself, and it's so good, so good. I see it on the menu when I go for sushi. Mm-hmm. And I never tried it yet. I don't know. Oh, what you is. should try it. It's because I love their it's coconut. Just red oh, yeah. Oh, the coconut's good, too. Coconut. I usually have coconut, mango, and green tea. Those are the three flavors Ooh, I get. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's better when the coconut has, like, coconut, like... Uh, like flakes? Yes! But, like... Oh, my word. Up, yes. Like, not, like, the sugary stuff that they put on cakes. But the mm, like the chunks. Yes, that's yes. when it's a good. I'm so with you. I am yeah. so with you. I don't want the flakes. I don't want to get ripped off. I want the real mm. deal in there. It's like ice cream. Like, uh, sorry, ice cream. Uh, strawberry ice cream. You have to have strawberry chunks, and that's me. Correct. I need to have the strawberry chunks because it makes a huge I difference. Totally with you. It really does. the The texture is what gives it the the high end flavor as they call it in cuisine. Now, you're listening to Sunday Brave Living a Lie on their current EP, Taking Over. My name is Casey Gonzalez. I am the host of Chef Salty Pork. You can find my podcast everywhere. But make sure to leave a like and review for a little bit of everything with me by Angelica. Thank you, guys. Later. That's it for now. And thanks for listening on A Little Bit of Everything with me. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and like us on Instagram at a little bit of everything with me. Leave a review and a five star rating on our podcast channel and DM me if you have a specific topic, an event that's happening or a service you would like to promote. And let's connect.